Next Chapter Podcast. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. Before we get into today's great episode, I want to tell you about another awesome show that music fans are going to love. If you want a behind-the-mic look at some of the most groundbreaking musicians of all time, you should check out the Broken Record podcast from Pushkin Industries. Music industry icon Rick Rubin, along with Justin Richman, Malcolm Gladwell, and Bruce Headlam, sit down with the artists who love to talk about their life, inspiration, and craft. You'll hear revealing interviews with beloved artists like Michael Stipe, Jack White, Missy Elliot and Nas, and up-and-coming stars like Michelle Zahner, who talks about her big plans for the dreamy indie pop band Japanese Breakfast. The best part? You'll get to hear these legends in their element, playing their hits live. With episodes featuring artists across rock, punk, hip-hop, jazz, and every music genre imaginable, there's something for everyone on Broken Record. Listen now, wherever you get your podcast. Let's get into the show. The 500, the 500, J.A.M. been walking us down through that 2012 edition, so it ain't nothing to new. Hundreds more to go and in need of a friend, the king of peace for Angelo, talking the 500 until the end, talking the 500 until the end. With my man J.M. On the 500, talking the 500 until the end. That's Say It Ain't So by Weezer from the 1994 record, The Blue Album. It's also number 299. We are in the 200s on the 500 with Josh Adam Myers. Who is that? It's me, Jay Money. That was the first name I used in stand-up. All right, what do I got going on? JFL Toronto. I'll be there September 23rd through the 25th. I'll be in Connecticut October 5th through the 9th at Mohegan Sun Comics Roadhouse. I'll be at Skankfest in Vegas, October 14th through the 16th. The Funny Bone in St. Louis, October 20th through the 23rd. I'll be in Vegas doing the Comedy Cellar uh, the 28th of November through December 4th. I'll be in Plano, Texas for New Year's. We've got dates in Wisconsin. We've got dates in Minnesota. I'm a Midwest boy. They can't get me into the big cities. They just get me into the Midwest. But all tickets are on my website, joshadammyers.com. And follow me at joshadammyers. It's where I post clips every day. They rule, man. Uh, And join the Patreon. $5 or more a month. uh, We send you some stuff. A fleece, a t-shirt, a whole bunch of goodies. And you can ask questions to the guests. Patreon.com backslash the 500 podcast. Also, subscribe to my personal YouTube. Uh www.youtube.com backslash Josh Adam Myers. 
subscribe. I'm trying to build a following and, and, you know, so I don't need to rely on corporate entities and just make money off my own name. And we're getting closer to that. Uh, God, I have so much to talk about, guys, but I got to drive to Albany right now. So I'm just going to dive into this podcast. I love you. This is a fun record. Weezer is a band that people love. Um, this record in particular, I mean, it's, I remember there's a guy named, God, I can't think, Jared, oh, fuck, I can't remember his name, but he was this comic. He was a really smart comedian who I looked up to, and he had Weezer tattoos all over his arm. And I was like, really? Weezer? And it makes sense. Because, you know, the two guests that I have on both love it. Big J. Okerson and the Sklar Brothers, they're my go-to Moon Tower and live comedy podcast people. I love them. They're some of my closest friends. We recorded this live at the 2022 Moon Tower Just for Laughs Festival in Austin. Thank you to Colleen and Lisa and everybody. Uh, let's get to it. Rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the 500. Listen free on all platforms. Follow me at Josh Adam Myers on all social media. Email the podcast at 500 podcast at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook group run by Crazy Evan. And for all things 500, go to the website, the500podcast.com. Here we go, kiddies. Blue Album by Weezer. Let's get the king of fleas up to the stage, baby. Coming up right now, baby. Hand together for John. Ah! Hey, everybody. Give it up for the guy that just did the uh, voice of God. I mean, what a soothing voice. Not creepy at all. Uh, Thank you guys for coming out. We We are so sold out. There's a line down the street. No empty seats. This impresses me every year, Moon Tower. Just how I like it. To the gills. To the gills. Um, if you don't know what the 500 is, it's a uh, podcast I started where I'm going through Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the 500 greatest records, okay? Uh, I, just, I started it in October of 2018, uh, and I still have, like, I think six more years of doing this shit. Please join the Patreon. I want to quit constantly. But the reason that I haven't yet is uh, not only because I am making a little bit of money, but the music, right? Yeah. The music, yeah. man. Fuck yeah, you wore, your, you wore your music listening to outfit. <laughs> I feel like in the middle of this show, you're just going to stand up and your dick's going to flop out. You're going to go-go dance. Does everybody know that song? What if we just, I was like, fuck the Blue Album. Let's talk about Benny Benassi's Satisfaction. For 45 minutes. Uh, so every year that we do this, I bring up two of my favorite, uh, you know, actually it's three, three of my favorite people in stand-up comedy. They're my brothers. I think they're the funniest people out there. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, with the one and only Big J. Elkerson and the Sklar Brothers. Yeah. All right. Yeah, dude. There, there was a minute. There was a minute when Josh was standing in front of the table. Where I was like, "Oh shit, he's gonna try to crowd surf at, uh, a, pod, dude, at a podcast." Sold out show, sold dude. Sold out to show. the gills. It doesn't matter. Josh brings the same energy. No matter. You're the only person. You sit energetically. That's right. <laughs> 
Yeah, it is. You're like moving the whole time. You're like air humping under the table. <laughs> <laughs> You're always tapping a tune no one else is hearing. I have, I have such bad ADHD. You're like you're like a Jewish wolfman. Baruch Atah Adonai, everybody. Lachadodi Lakratka Love. Coming up, Rabbi Shalowitz. Let's get the chauffeur play out here to blow us a Rosh Hashanah of love. No, that would have gotten way bigger laughs if I was not in Texas. Dude, everyone's just huge laughs. <laughs> everyone's just puzzled that you do an impression of your voice. That's right. You're doing this <laughs> can, can you Can you go? I'm all over here like hip hop, jibbity jam, jam, Jeru. <laughs> all right, that's Jay's. Let me and hear your Randy's. Dick, your dick's flopping around like wibbity dibbity do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the 500, because I've been doing it for five years, and five <laughs> new editions have come out since I started. <laughs> Why did I start this Flock podcast? of seagulls out of the top 500. <laughs> I've been doing it for five years, and I'm on 478. It <laughs> just started. I can't, I can't get past 478, dude. How have you done this for three years, and you have 511 to go? I know, Benny. You knew all so 500 many. weren't going to be good, too. That's right. Well, that's the problem with this podcast, and I'll say more than anything is that you sometimes get these little nuggets like we have right now. The Today's Lisa Blue Record best so is a fucking oh classic. But follow that up with like, you know, Jefferson Airplane volunteers. Like it's just no, that's not a good shitty, example. dude. That's, that's great. <laughs> I'm talking about when you get like Watutsi and the Hutus. Which we've had. Like oh, what the uh, indestructible sound of Soweto? Yeah, <laughs> nothing wrong with that, guys. <laughs> that's nothing the, the backy that. Lady Smith Block Mombazo. Humbada Home bottom away. Come on, everybody. Home bottom away. Come on. Home bottom away. She got diamonds on the soles of her shoes. Also, fuck Paul Simon, dude. He stole uh, a lot of that shit from Graceland from Los Lobos. I don't know if you guys know that. I swear to God. I just fuck him. This is the shitty information I get from doing this podcast. He hit Edie Brickell. He stole. He stole. He stole Edie Brickell from Los Lobos, too. And then he hit her. No. Didn't he? Did he hit her? Didn't one of them hit the other like, one? You should have been aware of a few things. Wow. No, I mean, you know what? Reference, I'm not aware Listen, of two I think I think Paul Sarah might be a piece of shit, aggressive Three. woman beater, but no. it could also be completely wrong. I think it could be wrong. At all. Well, I heard he hit her with Art Garfunkel's hand. Which oh, I feel no. like, that feels like a slap in the <laughs> face. <laughs> a slap in Garfunkel's face. Um, if we didn't, shouldn't we start a rumor that Paul Simon's a vicious woman beater? <laughs> oh. If that will get me a few more Patreon subscribers, let's do it. Let's do I it. said, call me out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> How many times have I been singing? I got Chevy Chase wanking a fucking trumpet in your ear. <laughs> if you don't shut up, I'll show you the sound of silence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And that's why you do this every year. That's, that's right. right. <laughs> So, all right, so I'll get, let's do a little background on the record that we're doing. Should we, you want to break down, like, does everybody know yeah. who the fuck Weezer is in here? Uh, yeah, we're yeah. All right, yeah, for yeah. a little backstory, formed in Los Angeles in 92, Rivers Cuomo was in Connecticut with a different band. They disbanded. He met future drummer Patrick Wilson, who uh, was a guest on the 500 Amazing. doing Van Halen. Look at that. Uh, I also think he's Republican now, because I said something about, like, I was like, this fucking QAnon. He goes, yeah. You're like, oh. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. I thought we were on the same side. He's awesome. Patrick, if you're listening, I fucking love you. Even love if it. you are queuing on. He's Patrick, thank, man, dude. thank you so much, Patrick. Bro. <laughs> we love you, Patrick. <laughs> Appreciate everything. 
After multiple lineups didn't work out, eventually roommate Matt Sharp joined as a bassist along with guitarist Jason Cropper. Yeah. Cuomo gave the band, this is really cool, one year to find a record deal before he would accept a scholarship to UC Berkeley instead. Just over a year later, they had their deal, leading us to today's record. Uh, I have a bunch of other stuff. They made 14 it records. just over a year? Yeah. Was you think he was in, like, in line for admissions or something? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, Rivers, Rivers. Oh, my God. That guy He's like, literally about to sign yeah. the letter of intent. <laughs> Microbiology. <laughs> Check. What? What is that? One of the other names in the band I don't know coming over here? <laughs> no, he was like, microbiology, and someone's like, say it ain't so. He's like, oh. ooh. Excuse me, he's like, what did that guy just say? <laughs> so, so a background on this record... Because they've had a bunch. They've had 14 different records. Uh, Pinkerton Rules, the Green Album. I like the Green Album a lot. I actually, Pinkerton was great because it was the album where he, like, for the first time was like, ooh, I think I like Japanese underage women. And you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. can't put that in a song. Hey, hey. Cannot put that in a song. Hey. And then his response was like, okay, I'm not going to write anything personal ever again. No, so right. fuck you. Yeah. El Scorcho Rule. That's what I like. So I good. think that's the best song the on that record. The Good Life? Come on, anyway. Ooh. Make Believe, the Red Album. They did just put out like a Van Halen uh, tribute record, I think, oh. where it's like inspired by Van Halen. Yeah, they right. have six self-titled albums that go by colors. We have blue, green, red, white, and teal and black albums. Right. So uh, this record... This record is so... Let's talk. Good. Well, so let's... So what, when did this come out? This came out... You didn't put the fucking... 1994. Tape. 1994. Yeah. Yep. What were you guys doing in 1994? Jay? I was uh, the summer of. Yeah, I was. <laughs> was fatly living my life in South Jersey. Uh, you were just coming off the '92 riots. '92 so. <laughs> riots. Watching out a young Allen Iverson streak the court in Georgetown, knowing that he was going to be a first-round pick for the right. Philadelphia 76ers. The answer. Sorry, sports podcast. No, it's fine, totally fine. Dude, we, could, we could turn this thing into a whole Iverson podcast. No, we're not going to do that. We're not going to do that. I think I, I think we're I talking like, about sports? I think I like we talk about we're talking about Weezer. We're, we're talking about, about Weezer. Talking about Weezer? We're not, look, we're not talking about sports. <laughs> talk, talk about Weezer. Are we about, up here? We up here talking about Weezer. Uh, so it actually, came out, it actually came out May 10th, 1994. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard. Where yeah, were you? So I was 16. Ooh. And uh, yeah, I was. I'll tell you what, we, this, they didn't catch me. The Buddy Holly video caught me mm-hmm. a lot. I came around to the other songs like after that. I really looked at them and I was like, dorks. <laughs> <laughs> and we looked at them, we're like, dorks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, we'll do it. We can do it. That's like also when I first got into Marilyn Manson. 
too. So it was such the opposite of that. I'm like, these guys aren't ripping Bibles. <laughs> no, but these they... guys don't understand my inner sad fat girl. <laughs> no, but they were like as hard as Marilyn. So we we just sure. graduated University of Michigan May 10th, and and like the album that we were playing on repeat, we drove to our friend of ours who was lived in at uh, who was going to school in Cornell. So our, we finished before him, and we drove like up through Canada. The album we listened to over and over again was Siamese Dream. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, but it was sort of like they sort of cracked it open a little bit, I think, at that time for all this other stuff to kind of walk through. And Weezer came out, and the craziest thing is, so that video for Buddy Holly, of course, was like hilariously they put themselves into a Happy Days thing, and of course, so Spike Spike Jones, right? Directed. Yeah, and of course, like we walk through the hotel here, and fucking Henry Winkler is here at this festival, which is just amazing to like see him and like from young Fonzie days to old Fonzie days. He loves it when you call him Fonzie, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he loves it. He so loves him and be like, "What's up, Fonzie? What's up, dude?" Hey. I asked him. Uh, I asked him where Pinky Tuscadero was and nut checked him. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if we're friends, but he's gonna remember me. Did you did you did you give him the Malachi crunch? <laughs> so specific. The Malachi crunch. crunch. I always thought the Malachi Crunch could have been a breakfast cereal. It could have. <laughs> Why? That's really it it's just a real tastes, branding it, missed opportunity right it there. Like no, but we, we just moved to New York to start doing comedy that summer. And so like that album represented our for us a choice to like lead an artistic life. We almost went to law schools, different law schools, but instead we decided to move to New York, do comedy, and that album. And they looked like regular dudes just making music. So you're like, oh, okay, so music can be this. I remember the first time we saw alternative comedy, like an alternative room in yeah. New York. We went to the Rebar. Andy Kindler came to town, and we had met him. Like We brought him to do comedy in Michigan. He brings us to this room, the Rebar, which ultimately became Luna Lounge, which was eating it down in downtown New York, Luna Lounge. And it was just like a U-shape of couches and like the best comedians ever doing comedy in a way that you were like, oh wait, comedy can be this? You can totally snap outside of what who you are and what you look like to say funny things? It was mind-blowing for us. I felt the same way about this type of music. You're like, oh, you can just be regular-looking dudes and make this fucking insane music that's so rocking and good. Isn't that what, they, what like, people say about The Clash as well? It's like you saw, because it's not like these, right. these these rock stars in the 70s that are that are like, you know, Led Zeppelin with yeah. fucking cucumbers I, in their I love the Jewish fork in the road you guys had. Lawyer... Comedy. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty big four. Yeah. The, the Mine Jewish was like stocking shelves overnight at a Costco. <laughs> Comedy. Comedy. <laughs> but so how? But I see. I'm 14 years old when this came out, and I'm. Lo I was looking at some of the other records that came out. You already sounded like this too. Mom, yeah. can you take me to buy that new Visa jam? She's it's like, my shit. She's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I don't know. It's a little late. Money's a little tight. Come on, ma. Wow. 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 Your mom's like, Josh, come on. You got to go to bed. You're like, I got to do five more minutes of crowd work. <laughs> you want to laugh? Picture when you say wow, Josh doing a peanuts, like his mouth goes open wide. Wow. Damn, but I'm so sad. Wow. Dude, my mom really does sound like me, dude. She 100%. Does. When we call each other, it's just like, when are you coming home for Passover this year, Josh? I'm making deckle. <laughs> so you so you were 14. I was 14. I, I remember, I think, see, I'm in high school. I, I remember MTV was everything back then in 1994. Yeah. Have you been arrested yet? 
No. What was the video of you getting arrested? You were 16. That no, you I was 18. There's a great video that I release once a year. <laughs> uh, in May. In every May, it's coming every, up. Well, every, every Shmini Atzeret, he releases it. <laughs> Josh released the video. This is your mother. I used the Grogger for Heyman. I released the video for Purim. That's right. Um, I, there's a video. I went to Myrtle Beach uh, for, like, Beach Week. Spring break, and I was underage. We go to a bar, and my buddy who dude, was you were age, such a shithead. I know. Oh, I was a dip, dude. I know, dude. I was such a dip. But I, I, I did. Oh my like god. This. I weighed nothing. Like, yeah, it was like a stick. Stick. But I go to this bar, and my buddy would get me drinks, uh, but he'd like hand me a beer, and I have to chug it because I would get caught. They kick me out, and I drank so much that I fell asleep in like a booth. And then the bouncer tried to wake me up, couldn't, and then just like took me outside. What I've been told, used my face to open the door. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> Throw me into some trash. The cops grab me, uh, take me into a like a paddy wagon, and then they take me to the fucking jail. And a jail, it's like like a drunk tank. Yeah. But I get in there, it's packed with people, right? And I had never been to jail, but I was already kind of like the funny, like hyper guy. So I go in with like, "Hey, everybody, oh. do it! Oh, that see doesn't, you. That doesn't okay. work well. Not no. in jail. So, so how quickly did you lose your shoelaces? <laughs> <laughs> well, here's no. Here's and the your funny. Virginity. Here's the funny thing is that I was all, by the time I got arrested, I had only. Hey guys, it's all share sandwiches and whatnot. <laughs> I had no shirt on, no shoes because I lost my flip flops, and I only had umbros on and a huge hickey on my. Neck. Sure. Oh, and and so I go in, I start making jokes about being Jewish, and then these two twin Jewish guys in purple shirts, I swear to God. Those fucking score. Fucking, fucking fucking like like throat check me like Latrell Sprewell on Don Nelson no. up against the wall. No. It, was, it was by the way, it was, that was on Car it was on uh, PJ Carlisle. Okay, well I was sorry. I got the right first guy right, right. Latrell. Sure, sure, and then they were like, You need to shut the fuck up. He's like, you know, hard Jews have worked to fucking get respect in this world, and I'm just like, Jesus, just that was like a Will Smith moment right there. <laughs> and, then, and then someone's like, what are you two guys in there? And they're like jerking off on each other in public. You're like, oh, okay. Uh, All right, good. And good. Josh, not to harp, but you could have just said Latrell Sprewell style and never even mentioned the coach. You're right. It's just a note. I tried to complete the transaction, dude. I swung for the fences. Jay almost, Jay almost uh, throat checked you for that. So, so then they, they release us, you know, in the morning. My, my friends came bail me out. And for some reason, my buddy brought the video camera for that trip. And you get me running out of the fucking jail, like dancing in the front. And it's all posted so everybody can see Every it. Every year. There's almost, almost like a welcome home party for like you've been away for a while. Like you come out to a lot of people. Somebody gives you your glasses <laughs> back. You're like, oh, that is... <laughs> They open up the giant barn door and he walks. <laughs> Have you guys ever been arrested? No. 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 Yes. Jay has for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Nope. A couple times. Yeah. What was the first one? First one ever arrested for it was that was always like young like fighting stuff but they take you and release you to your parents and then the every time after that it was for like the lamest shit it was unpaid there was a mom and pop shop uh, mom and pop uh, video store in our neighborhood, which, best porn sections ever. <laughs> and so I only used it for porn, but I would rent from there and you would just keep it because you're like, fuck uh, Dan's video or whatever the fuck the place was <laughs> called. Captain Video. Right, right. But Dan of Dan's video is pretty intense about getting his porn movies back. <laughs> oh, 
Jesus. And he, he just kept and what track. he does is you get a letter, I guess. I never even looked at any of these things, but I guess at some point I got a letter saying like he's suing you for the for the money. And then uh, and then when I got pulled over for like you know whatever rolling through a stop sign or something, it was like not. And they were like, oh, it your name, up. like you have a warrant. And I was yep. like, what? And yeah, for the yeah, broken taillight. I had a uh, I got arrested once for driving with a suspended license. License suspended for unpaid ticket for littering. Oh, dude. Meanwhile, so, so I just I just want to go into the mind of the person who doesn't know us right now. Is sitting out there like can't like not able to wait for us to talk about the Weezer album. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Just, I would love to. All talk right, about. all right. Let's That's go. I'll about. bring it back. I'm just fucking around. So no, but you're right because, dude, the fa- some of my fans are any of you guys in here that just. Like, I said something on my last podcast about, I was like, I don't want to fucking listen to Lucinda Williams. And no. a guy, a guy DM'd me. He goes, Lu- Lucinda Williams is a goddess, you inbred. She is. Damn, inbred. Dude. I'm inbred. She is. They're right. The You're record's wrong. actually good. I listened to it. I was supposed so to do good. it. I was supposed to do is it. Is Lucinda with... Williams the person who played uh, Shirley in Laverne and Shirley? No, that's Cindy <laughs> Williams. Cindy Williams. She's Hassan Pfeffer. Ha- <laughs> <laughs> no, Who's she's the, the Marshall guy. Penny so Pussy. I I remember seeing I remember the, the first real instant of seeing uh, Weezer was was the sweater song because I think that was the first single yeah. that was released. Uh, Undone sweaters. And I mean, great song because that was kind of I was looking at some of the popular albums that came out that year. I mean, and this is the first question I want to ask you is like, what stuck out besides was it just the look? Because looking at the music. You know, you have you have Super Unknown by Soundgarden. You have Definitely Maybe by Oasis. Ill Communication by Beastie sure, Boys. Sure. I think Beck's first album came out. Loser. Yo, yeah, yeah, like, Mellow Gold. Mellow Gold. This, Mellow yeah, Gold. this has like a. This is a very Becky because it's funny. So, so there's a little bit of humor in the Undone Sweater song, like the and the party atmosphere at the beginning. Like, like how many people were like, I was at that party, dude. You can hear my. You voice, can hear me bro. talking to the girl to, at the party. It's That's, like. Yeah. Like the how many people? Like if if everyone who said they were at that party was at that party, It'd be like fifty thousand people exactly. at that party. It's like everybody who's like, "Hey, the Beastie Boys used to babysit for me." I'm like, maybe the Beastie Boys babysat once, but like everyone's like, they babysat for me. If the Beastie Boys babysat for everyone who said they babysat, they make for, no music. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Just be like, hold on for a second. No, the, the baby's crying. They're like, so what you what you what you want? Yeah, a lot of people know this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Intergalactic actually about me. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It is. So I was talking in the back of the Undone Sweater song. I was like, "Well, supposedly, I don't, and if you listen to the podcast, there's a and there's also a, he's a comic as well as a record label owner, Joe Sib, who's done my podcast twice. And supposedly, because he knew all of those guys, his first band was called Wax. Wax first video, if you guys remember, it was that that famous Spike Jones video. No, you do. Man running on fire. Man running on fire. Thank you. Oh, yeah. In your face. Josh. Josh. Sorry. That's all right. When I'm wrong, when I'm wrong, I'll say I'm wrong. I come at you hard a lot, buddy. I hold you to a very high standard. That's right. He'll he'll good there, and I I do remember that. Hold on, Jay. I only got one thing I got to say to you. What? Herk it, jerk it, doodle do, get inside my mama's shoe. I love you and you love me too. Hey, you're supposed to go. Oh, two, three, Josh, four. I think we have to talk about this album. We do. Can we please? Can we? No, we don't. Please? I think we're slated for 45 minutes here. This has to be. So there was. So I will say, like Randy was saying, there are kind of there was a vibe 
Nirvana really hit hard with the like, we're gonna blast out with distorted guitars and blow your ears out and then pull way back for the verses. And I think these guys- Which was started first by, and done beautifully by the Pixies, like just yes. shortly before that. Yeah. These sort of, I'm going hard, then I'm gonna do soft. Then and we're gonna sing, right. So this, this has an element of that, certainly an Undone Sweater song. There was definitely an element of, and of course, Smashing Pumpkins did it at times. What do you guys think was the influence behind this record? Like, what was the music you think that Rivers and the rest of the band were listening to that kind of helped inspire this? Because it's 94, where it sounds like the sound of 94, like some of the bands that we mentioned. Um, I mean, they were, you know, on the next album, he talks about, I asked you to go to the Green Day concert. So they were like, going to Green Day shows, and so like going to punk shows and stuff up, yeah. up there in the Northern California. I don't know, I just think they were, these guys also kind of played like surfer type rock in a- Garage rock. They, I just, everything- I think would, Like nerd rock coming out, right? Is that was called nerd rock? Uh, I think you can classify this under nerd rock. What do you guys think? Is this nerd yeah. rock? Yeah. No, Randy and I always said like, there are probably like two members of Weezer who are like, I'm not into Weezer that much. What's the evolution like to nerd rock? Like, they always, I always hear from musicians at least, like what heavy metal, the people that would have gotten the heavy metal years ago and now go to EDM. So whatever, dude, the, same reason, whatever the same reason is, they Steely said. Steely like, Dan was the nerdiest of all nerd yeah, rock. Yeah, sure. I, like Steely, I remember watching a documentary on Netflix. It was like a poorly made documentary about Steely Dan. And like, you know, Donald Fagan, who is just notoriously the biggest dick ever, is like sitting at like in a at a mixing table inside of a studio. And like the person asking him the question for their fucking documentary, you just see Donald Fagan like being so exasperated that he has to answer questions for his fucking documentary. I'm like, <laughs> answer the fucking question. If it were me and he started throwing that shade to me, I'd be like, hey man, what does that button do? And he'd be like, oh, I mean, oh. you don't fucking get it, then you don't get it, man. <laughs> Hey everyone, this is Tuck from Fit for a King, in off-road minivan. Every week I bring you fun interviews alongside your favorite metalcore entertainers with my new podcast, Get Tucked. Join me every Monday with bands like Counterparts, Crystal Lake, like Moths to Flames, and many more. We play unsigned and undiscovered bands, deep dive into each artist's history, and of course provide the greatest breakdowns in current metalcore. Tune in to Get Tucked every Monday, out now through Sound Talent Media. Hey you, do you have any plans this year? Ha! <laughs> How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at Tuesday. 020-D.com, SoundTalentMedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app. So Weezer, yeah, I got, there was a little bit of that in Weezer. I, I think, you know, there were sort of, did, what was the spinoff band that did, they did that That song? was no, the, uh, the editors? No. no. That was with your friends like me. That, that was friends, 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 friends of me. Of me. That was friends That was the replacements. Oh, yeah. my bad. Not the replacements. Oh, those, not the replacements. The what? The re the. the the Rentals, thank you. Friends of, Friends of P. That song kicks ass. And that was, you know, again, tons of distortion. Yeah. Was it Rivers Cuomo? Like, don't people say he sucks? No. <laughs> Has he ever hit Edie Brickell? He, he, no. <laughs> <laughs> he hit Paul Simon. 
Oh, he's supposed he to be. He hit Paul Simon. He's supposed to be a a very good dude. Well, he is. Like I, I will say this, not to name drop, but Adam McKay had this. Uh, he had a birthday party where he invited people, and you paid a lot of money, which all the money went to like political action, like all this stuff. No political party, but uh, but Rivers Cuomo played, and this was recently, like right before COVID, and he sounded played acoustically by himself, and he sounded unbelievable, like as good as he sounded 25 years ago. And I'm like, this dude, like, it's a shame. It almost feels like they kind of haven't made stuff for a long time. I know they, they, they keep they making cover records, and that's, that's the thing, too. If you look at some of the tracks that they, they cover, a lot of that, I think, is kind of what built the band. Their version of Africa. I love sitting next to a guy who does one of the greatest versions of Africa. Yeah, dude, ever. see that tonight at the jam, We're going straight Classic. yacht rock. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, this is, so here's a little facts about... Yeah, can I say real quick? Yeah. I think... I've never heard Rivers Cuomo was a piece of shit. I think I heard that Rivers Cuomo was going back to college in the middle of being Weezer famous and was like, what a piece of shit. I think it's my own opinion of him. So maybe he's lovely. I'm sure he's lovely. (laughs) I don't know about you guys, but I'm having a great time listening to my own voice. And we're going to get right back to it. But first, I want to tell you about another incredible show from iHeart Podcasts and Pushkin Industries called Talk Easy with Sam Frugoso. Talk Easy is a different kind of weekly interview show. Every Sunday, Sam invites an activist, artist, or writer to come to the table and speak from their heart in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Talk Easy has released over 250 conversations with people shaping our culture today. Some of our favorites include Bill Hader, Stacey Abrams, David Byrne, Lord, who I really like, Jenny Slate, and Questlove. If that sounds eclectic, it's because it is. Driven by an inquisitiveness about who we are and who we become, Talk Easy is a place where people sound like people. Sit back, relax, and enjoy Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso. Available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's rock. Back to the show. So in that year where he gave the band to the time to uh, to make this and sign the record deal, uh, right before they signed it uh, with Geffen, they released a uh, eight song uh, uh, demo tape, which had "My Name Is Jonas," "Undone," "Undone," "Say It Ain't So," "Only in Dreams," "The World Is Turned." Then they recorded this at Electric Ladyland Studio. And they chose the producer, which is where I can kind of see where they got a lot of their influence from. Uh, Rick Okasek. Rick Okasek. Come on, Josh. I'm sorry. Josh, was that real? You're joking. Was that real? Rick Okasek, who is... Josh, be honest. Was that real? Please tell me you're joking. Of course I'm joking. Rick Okasek. That's fucking wild. The lead singer of the Cars. Paulina Poroskova. Paulina Poroskova is the lead singer of the Cars. He became the he lead became singer. Became the, the lead cars. singer, but he and Ben Orr. Sorry. <laughs> Okasek is what Russia is trying to take now in the north of the Ukraine. <laughs> and you can't have it, Putin. You heard it here on the 500. It's actually pronounced Putin, but thank you. Rick, Rick Okasek oh. is a Russian oligarch. <laughs> oligarch. Um, yeah, Rick Ocasek, can't, he produced that album and like did an unbelievable... Because you think about the Cars, when they came out in the early 80s, and, and so that influence, set late 70s, early 80s, what they were doing was like not punk, and it wasn't. It was kind of new wave, yeah. but then classic rock and, and rock, new wave yeah. merged together. So like, you know, we grew up in St. Louis, major, major classic rock. We loved the fucking Cars because 
They played like there was like gang vocals and amazing uh, synth and what Rick Ocat. Oh, I'm still laughing at that. Can I call it Rick Ocasek? Ocasek. Ocasek. Take my buddy, take but it back. You, you kept it going till the sun went down. down. You, you kept, kept it. Going. You didn't even ask Big J O'Case. Who's going to drink <laughs> you home? <laughs> Just fuck everything up. Okerson. Big J Okerson. 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 I'll never sorry. forget that. Never forget. Sorry. You should sorry. be sorry. I'm so tired. I'm 42 gr- years old. Stop. Jumping around on stage for two hours that every That was night. a whole sleep ago. I will say this. I would I would put as another influence for these guys Okasak. I would put as another influence I would put guided by voices. And I feel like they're sort of indie way, we're gonna just do this our way type of thing. I feel like but I mean there this is their first album and it's a fucking every well, fucking every song, song is amazing. Is a, every find, song is incredible. This is like when you're buying albums and you're like, man, I want to have an album that I can put on that I don't have to get up and like change or move every few minutes because we're all used to like just searching for. This is an album you can put on and just walk. It really around. is. It, the whole album. I mean, it's incredible. It sounds like a complete like piece. It doesn't feel like there's tracks like that are really you know that you're like, hey, why is this on the record? Like everything about it. I mean, and then there's there's really like four songs on here that are just still played on rock radio. Sure, yeah. Say It Ain't So is maybe like of the time, maybe the song that people, it's probably one of the best songs in the 90s. Put It's in the top 10 of songs of that entire decade. And that wasn't the first single, like the Sweater Song. No, was the Sweater first. Song was the first single. Then, which, Buddy, then Buddy Holly. So, so Buddy Holly almost didn't make it on the record. Rivers didn't think the song fit on the record, but it was producer... Rick Ocasek, who convinced him to finish and include it, saying, I was like, Rivers, we can talk about it. Do it anyway. And if you don't like it when it's done, we won't use it. Classic (laughs) Ocasek. If I've ever heard it. And Buddy Holly is also ranked 484 in the Rolling Stone magazine's 500 Greatest Songs of All Time. It's also number 59 on Best Song of the 90s by VH1. Dude, I fucking love In the World gr- Has Turned. The World Has Turned. Garage in the Garage. I love they call it a garage. Well, you know, out of all these, cause I, 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 didn't like, I didn't like Buddy Holly the first time I heard it, but you see the music video. That music video is just Incredible. so original. You know, it's like so those, I mean, that, those opening lyric kicking is crazy. Yeah. It's a wild first lyrics. I, I think it's the same thing that when you called it nerd rock, and I at that time was listening to like Stone Temple Pilots and Soundgarden <laughs> and Alice in Chains. Uh, like we were was, too. We were we were listening to that too. But this came out. And it, I'm like what, so fucking good. What really got me, and I, I mean, not to skip over any of the tracks, but it is "Say It Ain't So." "Say It Ain't So" is a song that if we play it at the jam. Everybody knows every, every single word, word to it. This guy right here does it. Well, we, does. Dude, so it's like anytime somebody is like, I can't, you know, I don't know what to do. And they're like, I like, you know, rock. I'm like, do you want to do Say It Ain't So? And they're just like, ooh. Like, it's there's something about it. There's a bit. So there's this, I've invited you to this. And if you're ever out in St. Louis, or St. Louis, if you're ever out in L.A., I want you to come to this if we're doing it. Our friends have a karaoke RV. It's my favorite thing and next to the jam. It's my favorite thing in the world. And there is a video, my friend has a video of us 
and the entire RV singing Say It Ain't So, like one little clip yeah. of it, and I am so fucking high. That's and, and we are we are just everyone at the top of their lungs, like you've cleaned up, found Jesus, and right as I said that, I just very, very beautifully and softly touched my friend Gar's face. Aww. And it was like, that moment is just beautiful and wonderful, and it's wrapped into fucking Weezer in this album. Yeah, it really is. Well, it's like, what's so cool about saying it ain't so is that, is that not only is it like it's nerd rock, whatever you want to fucking call it, but like Deftones covered it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, a, it's a rock. So I love that. Like you said, quiet to loud, bring it back down to quiet. And then when you get to that final, like the bridge into the final chorus, I mean, it's just, it's a perfect song. So this album highlights why they are a band that's not afraid to go deep into the distortion, but they're also a band that's not afraid to put vocals forward, to be a vocal forward band. They're not afraid to just be themselves. The fucking cover is just them standing there against a blue background. It's like there was so much power in this thing that they weren't trying to be all the other things that were big right there, even if they were influenced. It came out and it felt like distinctly original right out of the box. It was like, this is their, its own thing that I automatically now love. And I want, I, I was like, there are gonna be 50 things like this as soon as this comes out. That's, Who, that was that's a good question. Who do you guys think this record actually influenced? Like what artists that came after it? I think all, Kings of Leon, I think all those. Kind of oh, yeah. Kings of Leon for sure. Kings of Leon. Cayucas, that band, those guys. Cayucas? Um, yeah, they're I mean, bands like the did National. Did Rick Okasek, did he produce it? I mean, who else? I mean, I'm, I'm blanking now, but I know they're Ugly hurt. bands. <laughs> like I said, tons of bands. Uh, and I named two. But yeah, no, I do think they in, have influenced a lot of people, a lot of bands. Well, what was your, so you, you like, what really is, is stuck out, like, from out of the three, four singles, we have Buddy Holly, the sweater. Oh, song, I'd say it's the Okasak Change. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Okasak Schmutz, they call that. He puts it on all the little things. Put the old yeah. stink on it. Uh, I don't know, the whole album. Again, like I fucking the, in the garage. I feel so. I've got Ace Freely. I've got Peter Chris. Ace, he starts talking about Kiss posters that he had on the wall. And like our friend, like our next door neighbor was a member of the Kiss Army. Nice. And he's now just a member of reserve. Just goes in on the weekends. <laughs> <laughs> Still sleeps in one eye open. Tight. <laughs> All right, let's talk about how they start and how they close the record. So it opens with "My Name Is Jonas," which is a fucking I hate banger. Sort of a banger a out the gates. Banger out the gates, yeah. man. Thumps. Yeah, it does. It just I, I like hard, like hard, hard guitar straight out the gate. It's like that's what this album. And then is. get soft. Quick, it's just, it's so good. You don't think there's another track that you could have opened the record with? No. no, that was it. That was it. That was like saying, this is who we are. That track just opened it up. And closing with Only In My Dreams? Only I think you could have closed with, with Say It Ain't So. I think that would have been a way I better song to end it with. I, nope, Only In Dreams, Only In Dreams, just... I don't know, it was like that smooth landing off the rest of the album. and Because I, I like how Say It Ain't So goes into Surf Wax America, am I right? Is that where it goes? Ye I believe. Yes, it does. It's, what a fucking great. You take your car to work, I'll take my board. Like, fuck you, dude. It was like, e it was like ecological, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's before electric cars. Yeah, bitch. So I mean, Josh, why don't, you, why don't you take your stupid Say It Ain't So idea at the end of the album? Shove it up your fucking exactly. ass, dude. 
so sorry. You take your sedate, so I'll take my board. <laughs> uh, so this, this album reached number 16 on the US Billboard 200 with certified gold in seven months, Amazing. with certified triple platinum in 1995. It remains Weezer's best-selling record, having sold at least 3.3 million copies that in the U.S. Insane. and over 15 million copies worldwide. 15 million? 15 million worldwide. 5-0. 5-0. No, 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 15. 15 1-5. still 15. And Do, is this a masterpiece? Is yes. this Weezer's yes. masterpiece? Yes. 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 I would say Pinkerton is close. It's damn close if you look at it. Like they did what they did. And the Green Album if you have 26 minutes. I don't. I'm just kidding. <laughs> is that, was the Green Album the one with 28 Beverly minutes? Hills. No. The Green Album had like, uh, I'm an island in the sun. Hash Pipe. Hash Pipe. Hash Pipe's a great song Rush. on that too. There's so many good songs on the Green I Album. Mean, they wrote, they wrote like, it, it, what was weird is that this band had a way of being original, unique, and yeah, they wrote great hooks. Great hooks and great things that you just that stuck with you that you remember. Photograph from that uh, Green Album is one of my favorite songs. And again, it just it just but rips. All, you go back to each of these songs on the on the Blue Album, and every song has a little thing, a hook or something that you that brings that you can sing along to, that you feel, that you connect with, and that's why this album is like put it on, leave it on, and that's it. It's also organically they made songs that you could like. Play like something you probably would hate, like sports arena songs, but they really made like bang, like you know what I mean, like songs yeah. that get people hyped up. So have you guys ever seen? Them I don't think that was their goal. So I, I haven't seen the band live. I saw Rivers. I was invited to Adam McKay's birthday party. I don't no, know if I told you guys that. that. Stop, wow. saying, stop okay. saying that. Stop saying that. Okay. All right. No, but you paid. I'm sorry, you paid, paid a lot of money to be I there. Paid a lot Good. of money to be there. Has he gone to your karaoke fiesta though? No. He has not. All right. Well, anyway. talk to me then. He has an RSVP either way. Yet. He's invited. Um, anyway, uh, no, but did you see him? Did you see him? I have not seen them, but I know that like in concert they had kind of like the Weezer W with like wings that yeah. kind of look like the Van Halen thing, and they would play like Van Halen, and they'd come out there and just they were, I don't know, I feel like they were kids who grew up on the stuff that we grew up on, a lot of classic rock and a lot of that stuff, and they just worked it into their what they do, and a lot of the Okasic uh, twinge, exactly. <laughs> so the Okasic twinge. So being that this is Weezer's masterpiece, do you think this is one of the best records of the '90s? Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. I think yeah, this yeah. and Odelay and I put the Nirvana's first album, but I mean, I just put this up there. Siamese Dream, I would put up there too, but like this fucking album was just, it, it's amazing. Like it's again, like still good and still cool. Like yeah, if you found it's it inspiring. Like, I always say if, if that album came out today, if we didn't know Weezer and they came out with this album today, we would all be talking about how great it is. Hey, this is Chris Santos, host of Delirious Nomads, the Blacklight Media Podcast part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Delirious Nomads is a podcast about all things heavy metal, as well as breakdowns of your favorite combat sports. And me being a chef and all, we'll be riffing on some food talk every week with very special guests from across the world. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. We just would, and they would like just be a massive phenomenon. And the sad thing is it couldn't succeed the way it did today because music has changed, and there just isn't that fucking slot for... I think you know, that's one of the things I do respect about Weezer is because Jay and I are like fans, like kind of low-key fans of Coldplay. Yeah. And like the low-key. Which they I just screamed key. to a bunch the of first, people last night. The first four records are incredible. Great and song. And then... Right? They started to get influenced by EDM sure. and the direction of music. And now it's like, I don't even want to listen to their music. 
You know, but Weezer has stayed in their own lane, in their pocket, for for over what thirty years? Is that it's, based? it's almost? It's remarkable. I mean, we started doing like really started doing comedy around then. Yeah, '94 is when we moved to New York and didn't go to law school. And uh, <laughs> no, but that's when we started comedy. So we've been doing it as long as they have. And well, it, it, you know, I mean, we're more successful than Weezer, but, but obviously, man. but. What? So maybe they'll get where we are. <laughs> what kind of law were you guys going to get into? Entertainment law. Just kidding. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Personal injury, probably. I have no idea. Law brothers don't get paid until you get, get paid. paid. <laughs> have you been bombarded by personal injury commercials on TV? You could be entitled to, to damages. damages. <laughs> we didn't say you get the damages. You're entitled to damages. Are you a heavyset colored lady who fell outside of a mall? <laughs> We're here to pick you up with lots of money. <laughs> that would be great. What song? Let's do some rapid fire questions, and we'll get out of here. No, I know. I know. All right, so I ask all the guests uh, the same questions. My favorite but curse word? <laughs> I'd say. <laughs> Is it fuck? <laughs> Whitney. Uh, favorite song on the album? Mm. That's an easy one. I say it ain't so. Yeah. It's my favorite song. Yeah. I mean, I, my yeah, name is Jonas. Is a is a close second because that song also just bangs. Hits I hard. love it. Jay, what do you think? I mean, it's so funny because it changed. Like, like for the longest time, Un Undone Sweater, the sweater song was mine. But, you know, I think In the Garage might be my favorite. And Say It Ain't So. Let me see that list for a second. If yeah, you I had to rank then, because if you have to rank between the singles on this album, Buddy yeah. Holly, Say It Ain't So, and Undone Sweater song, how would you rank them? Say It Ain't So first, and Sweater, and then Holly. Because I felt, ho like, I did feel like Holly felt a little more sort of poppy and different. It didn't have quite as much distortion in it. It didn't quite have what the other songs had. I think the video is what made it. The video is if video, amazing. If that, if it's, let me ask you this. If that video isn't made, Hilarious. they just make a regular, they make a regular video. Just the cutaway to Potsy, like, oh, being upset <laughs> and, like, Blair. walking out of there. But I think that video influenced why that song rules. Yeah. Because yeah, that video does. won, like, the Video Vanguard yes. Award, won yes. that video of the year. Yeah, and then Say It Ain't So is just them playing in a house <laughs> and, like, a one-shot camera thing going around what they're doing, and they let the song be the fucking center. I see Say Buddy Holly, when the drummer uh, winks at... Joni, so good. and then she just gets like that. Blood. Yes, it's the funniest thing in the world. It's wonderful, wonderful. I would say, say it ain't so. Sweater song, Buddy Holly. Uh, I agree. I agree. Right. Least favorite song on the record. Okay. I'm gonna say it's one of the other ones I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Never took the time to learn it because I hate holiday. <laughs> I love holiday. I love holiday. What is your least now, favorite? Holiday song? rules. I'll just go with what these guys say. I'd then. say no one else. Yeah, that one is a real shit storm. The second song <laughs> sucks. Sucks dick. balls. No dude. one else or only in dreams. I do like only in dreams, but I like only in dreams because it's just a great way to land the album. I would say holiday is my least favorite, but I still love it. Yeah. I love awesome. every so single they song. They did suck after all that. I mean, holiday. I didn't even buy the whole. I don't even buy the whole album. So great. Different holiday. song. Different song. Come on. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> didn't you ask us about the sex, the Madonna sex book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jay, you had the Madonna sex book, didn't you? I currently <laughs> have the Madonna sex book. <laughs> he, he, he actually, he took it from Dave's video. <laughs> Madonna in that book has See. what I can only describe as a thatch of hair <laughs> on her pubis. So I think I made a mistake because I got that book on tape. I don't know so, where... Uh, 
Was At one point, you see the sound of uh, Vanilla Ice's dick hitting a microphone. And Big Daddy K just being like, oh. <laughs> mm. um, yeah, I can't believe you never had them. You guys remember the Madonna sex book? Mm. Remember it. They made it metal so you couldn't stick the pages together. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're actual tablets. <laughs> Speaking of sex, what song on this record would you fuck to? All right, Josh. <laughs> Depends how quickly you need to get it done. I mean, if you're fucking fast, the kids are in the other room, the dogs are still on the bed, you do My Name is Jonas. Get it out. If you got a whole night, you fucking rip up Say It Ain't So. You want to come? Bam, 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 come. <laughs> Choo-choo trains right here on time. <laughs> Driver said, hey, man, let's go all the way. Already the workers day. are going home. The workers are going <laughs> And then the last question, uh, why do you think uh, the younger generation should listen to this record? Are you looking for something profound? That's good. I don't know. It's like that's a, are you looking for a profound answer? They don't I don't know. It's either that or does this deserve to be on the 500 greatest Absolutely, and it should be fucking higher up the ladder. 299. Dude, it, it should be right. in the top, top, 100. top 100. It should absolutely. be higher than that. Yeah. It should be higher. Well, it's, it's, it's a creative, like you said, it's a masterpiece. It's, it's beautiful. It rocks. It's so good. The melodies you can catch on to. It's, it's also genre-creating. Sort of, right. Created and, and, the and genre. You, and it's not so complicated that like people just can't get into it. You just get into it. It's like, like Jay, accessible. And right. It's like Jay said, if you... Yeah. The, the, the key to what we're all trying to do is be as specific as we possibly can and still reach the widest audience. That's exactly what they achieved on this album. And that's just... To me, that's perfection. I say it, if it can come out in any decade, like if it came out in the 80s, came out in the 90s, in the early aughts, 2015, or tomorrow, it would be a massive album because it's that good. That's, yeah. that's, that's just it. it. That's, that's why it. it's a masterpiece. Uh, well, just so you guys know, in the 2020 re-rank, uh, this actually rose to 296. 294, dude. <laughs> yeah. 294. Moving up five notches. <laughs> Coming into the blue record. Also, give it up for the Passover Seder. Started at the Shallowitz house. Yeah. It, it jumped Terrence Trent Darby. <laughs> Get your Thomas out. Ladies and gentlemen, a big round of applause for my guests. Big J. Okerson, Randy Sklar, Jason Sklar. Love you, Josh. Thank you for coming out. You guys rule. Josh Myers, everybody. That's the shit I'm talking about. Big J. Okerson and the Sklars. Uh, all social media at Big J. Okerson. Go to his website, bigjcomedy.com. All social media, Sklar Brothers, at Sklar Brothers. Go to the website, supersklars.com. Mark, if you're out there, I hope your foot's good. I better see you in Toronto. You're my listener shout-out. For new music pick this week, we have Zach Sutphin and his alt-rock band, Memory Hotel. Dude, this is uh, submitted by listeners. This is what I want. Send us your song. You're listening to the song Now and Then off their 2022 record, Chandelirium, like combining the words chandelier and delirium. And you can find links to the music on our website, the500podcast.com. And if you're in a band and were directly influenced by one of these albums or artists and you want your music played on the 500, guys, send your song to 500podcast at gmail.com.
Make sure you put the album and artist that influenced you in the, in the subject line. 500podcasts at gmail.com. We will play your song. Next week, Kanye West. Uh, we're doing the college dropout. Dig it.
That's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Krista Makes, guitarist and vocalist for Less Than Jake, and host of Krista Makes a Podcast, a songwriting podcast where every week I'm joined by an amazing guest to break down the writing, recording, and release of one iconic song from their career. In our giant, evergreen back catalog of episodes, we've had rock legends such as Dee Snyder and Huey Lewis, punk rock favorites like Mark Hoppus, Fat Mike, and Brett Gurowitz, and up-and-coming artists of today, such as Liz Stokes of The Beths and Genesis Owusu. We've had guests from all genres and styles of music, and I guarantee that if you peruse our back catalog, you'll see several episodes that'll make you say, man, I gotta hear that. Whether you're a fan of music or a creator of music yourself, you'll take away a whole new appreciation for the songs you know and love. Chris Makes a Podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday. Next Chapter Podcasts.